0: Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh.
1: And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness as well as the business side of things.
0: We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet.
1: Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life.
0: What's up, guys? I don't know if you remember us. I'm Josh.
1: I'm Alessandra.
0: And we've been sick as fuck since uh, Halloween, it feels like. Um,
1: which I, is ironic.
0: I believe that was our last episode.
1: <laughs> it was our last episode. But it was
0: not how to not get sick. It was our six season routine. And the reason we don't typically get sick, and when we do get sick, it's not full force sick. And it's usually pretty short and sweet, which it has been. It's been short and sweet just like seven or 11 times. Um, I don't know if Kai keeps bringing things home. He he did start the cycle. I actually wanted to keep him home until the end of the holidays after uh, this past week. Um, I think I'm getting the trickle effect of whatever you just had.
1: I had Kai's cold or whatever Cora had. Started with Kai, went to Cora, went to Cal, her dog.
0: That was an st- entirely different <laughs> one. That was a stomach bug.
1: We've been through like four different types of sickness, Um, but Kai has had this cough, went to Cora, unfortunately, scariest, most stressful 48 hours of my life. Um, Probably RSV. It was, we didn't officially test it because there's no reason to, like it doesn't change their course of treatment. Which
0: our doctor agreed with, it was his idea to not test for it, so it's not like we didn't want to or wanted to there's no point and
1: she doesn't go to daycare so it's it's she's home with us um kai likely brought it home from school and you know it's just scary when a tiny little baby is struggling to breathe and is super sick um but she did handle it like a champ she was over it in what like the worst part of it was probably two or three days long, but she had the cough for a little bit longer than that.
0: She was sick for close to two
1: weeks. Um, it was,
0: She was fine the first four days. The middle of it was not good. And then the end of it, she was good. Yeah. But she was giggling the whole way through. And Kai's the same way. He's throwing up in a bucket, watching TV, laughing and giggling. He literally
1: will be puking and not take his eyes off the TV. It's quite amazing. Um, <laughs> so I got Cora's cold, which turned into a sinus infection. I needed it needed antibiotics last week. So, it's just been a whirlwind.
0: Yesterday, two days ago or yesterday. I woke up in the middle of the night. I thought I had strep. Um, my throat was very it was not just sore, but like you could feel the glands are swollen and my throat was swollen. You could feel just very limited room. So, I thought I was coming down with strep. Woke up and I was okay. Yeah, it was more like gland soreness after that, and then I'm pretty sure I had a mild version, which you had, because it went to my forehead, felt like I got hit with a brick, and uh, worst thing is just like I couldn't sleep. The last two nights I haven't slept, I've been a little bit achy, had a bad headache last night, (laughs) go to fucking bed early, I'm in bed by 8 o'clock, I meditate, I read, maybe I fall asleep by...
1: I got I in know. bed at like nine o'clock and you were sleeping. So, I, I wasn't
0: sleeping because Cal climbed the crossman. and I wasn't asleep. So I was probably asleep by 9.30. I wake up and I'm like, I-, I could tell it's still pretty early. It's probably like 2.30. I look at my phone. It is 10.59 and I almost <laughs> smashed the walls. I almost broke the walls down and I was, I was that mad and uh, I could not fall asleep until after one o'clock. Just achy, tossing and turning. Finally popped the Tylenol. Did a little meditation again and uh, just massaged my head till the Tylenol kicked in. Finally fell asleep until like 5 or 5.30. Got out of bed at 6.30. I was trying to continue sleeping, but I was just laying there with my head throbbing. Pretty good now, though. Uh, definitely sore. Not sore, but a little less achy. Just my body's off. Debating if today's a good day to lift. Just move my body. Went for a walk yesterday. Went for a walk uh, this morning that helps but if I move too much I start going backwards so I'm trying to skate that line and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today so we talked about our routine in general for the for the sick season but as far as getting sick and I know a lot of us have been sick for what the fuck has it been two months up to three months Kai's had a cough it's
1: really since like Halloween starts. That kind so of stuff November.
0: It. It's been it's been easily seven weeks. So during this period, kind of balancing, controlling what you can control. That's I guess that's what we'll uh, we'll dive into a little bit further today because we haven't let everything hit the fan. Obviously, I'm frustrated. I don't know how you felt during this process, but I was in a fantastic routine across the board. My lifts have been going as good as they have been in a long time. Seen a lot of progress, and now it's like I'm, I've lifted two or three times in the last week. it's understandable but uh frustrating so
1: mine was weird because i had the cold and i took like a couple days off but it ended up falling with like my rest days i kind of just finagled my week to accommodate and then i felt better for a few days so like last weekend we like went to mystic i was feeling better i worked out that day with you in the gym um and then like after I felt better that's when the sinus infection kicked in so I like was able to shift I guess my my training and my workouts a little bit to accommodate that but one thing I will say that really saved me this month is this month in build if you're in the app following the build or move programs I set it up so that December was high reps kind of quicker workouts not no mostly dumbbell stuff super easy things that you can kind of get in and get out be careful so with that easy word what
0: just be careful with that easy word
1: oh, like, like easy as far as you don't need a, any simple. like an intricate setup simple um you're not popping around the gym just simple movements get in and out and that saved me mindset wise because I knew that I could get my workouts done quickly or you know kind of we're going lighter in weight anyway since reps are higher this month so that allowed me to be more consistent and that was my goal with programming for those two programs this month because I knew sixth season was upon us. I knew people had a crap ton of things going on with holidays and travel. So how can I make it as easy as possible for everyone else? Not really realizing it was going to benefit me too.
0: I will say to pat ourselves on the back with this, I do, we we do our programs. We do build, we do physique, physique plus, and physique are my programs. Alessandra does build. That's what we've been doing for the last At least two years. Like we create them, and those are what we do. I wanted to experiment a little bit this month, and uh, I branched out to someone who I have a lot of respect for, fairly big name in the industry. So I've been utilizing their app just to play with it, and it's a much higher volume program. Still training six days a week, but I think that's where this all started. Once, once I started diving into that, and I don't get very sore. I recover pretty quickly, and I've been, you know, I progress well. So with this app it'll keep increasing volume based on your feedback. Um, And it got to a silly point. Like, I don't know if they did this on purpose. The philosophies they talk about kind of aligns with that. But I ended up doing, I shut it down. It was, uh, RX was 37 sets for shoulders that week. And there were several days in a row where you do 10 sets. It was like two exercises seven sets it four sets
1: sound enjoyable
0: it's not i mean it's not terrible but it's it was too much so i just i skipped the last like four when it wrote out like 10 10 sets for the week point being i've been feeling fucking fantastic i've been training six days a week for the last three or four months which usually i'll bounce between five and six a lot of times ends up being five because we've been so busy but i've been six days a week averaging 40 minutes a session with our Physique Plus program, and I just wanted to try this. I wanted to I wanted to experiment with a um, upper body focused workout uh, program. So maintaining legs, focus on growing upper body, and then I was going to switch. So I'll do a few months of that, and then a couple months of focusing on legs. It's just more efficient as far as focusing on specific areas, and I haven't typically done that. So I wanted to experiment with this. Experiment with some higher volume. And I think even though I was recovering well, like I wasn't getting super sore, um, you know, no injuries or anything like that, I think that wreaked havoc on my CNS because I don't get sick. I've been like our routine, our regimen, I've been golden. You guys have had, you guys probably had two or three things before I got a hint of anything. And that started when I started this program. So Mm -hmm. I I do believe volume had something to do with that. My my central nervous system was a bit more worn out and taxed, so we couldn't fight this stupid little thing off. Um, So I'm done with this. I'm going back to Physique Plus. And I always intended to, but I wanted to experiment with some different things to bring that back to our app. Um, This was a flop. Some concepts I may may play with in the future and experiment on my own. But all going to show you, and all, all to say essentially that you know, doing more is not always better. Doing more can oftentimes be worse. And it might be days per week where you are better with three, four, or five days as opposed to six. It may be overall volume. Um, I've had a few conversations with people just through social. Um, reaching out, hey, got a question about this program, about that program. If this is best for me, if that's best for me. I noticed this one, you know, has a little less volume. But, you know, it's supposed to be better for this and this. And we focus on either, you know, building volume up. Or we'll scale back volume occasionally and allow for you to perform at a higher intensity level. But throughout, you're still progressing well. And we have so many testimonials people putting through and just messaging me randomly saying they're really enjoying the programs, they're seeing great results, they're tagging us. Um,
1: yeah, lots of tags lately. So thank you guys. Yeah, you guys have
0: been crushing, it. and that's even before this contest will we'll leak out today. Talk about it a little bit.
1: But a common question I get and have gotten recently just with all of this sickness talk and sick season and having sick kids is for those who have kids in daycare or school, they bring stuff home. You get sick. Your kid is sick. You're home sick with your kid. You cannot take them to the gym if you go to a gym. You cannot drop them off at the childcare at the gym. How do you get in a good workout? Um, And my answer for this is simple you have to be flexible so maybe it means there's a variety of different things you can do here I would say my top pieces of advice are number one you can either plan your workouts at a time where someone else can stay home with your kid if you have a spouse or someone in your family, or you can hire a babysitter to stay home with your kid while you go to the gym. Um, Maybe you sort of shift your training. So if you're somebody who usually works out during the week, maybe you shift your training to weekend days and, you know, where you do have extra help and you can get your workouts in on the weekends or invest in one or two pairs of dumbbells, a couple bands, and have a backup plan that you can do at home. A lot of our app members do their workouts in their living room or in the spare room of their house with a couple sets of dumbbells, um, a chair if they don't have a bench, and then a couple bands if needed. Those aren't even typically needed for most of our programs.
0: I want to jump in with that before you keep keep rolling down the path. I was going to say, you know, we're flexible with everything. We don't push one thing or the other. But if I could encourage you to do one thing as a parent, it would be to invest in a home gym setup and do it over time. Like we have... A pretty nice build out at this point, but we've been buying things for the last five years or so. No
1: longer. You bought that squat rack for me in 2015.
0: And that's not, it wasn't even that expensive. It was like 340 bucks for it's a squat rack. And it lasted this long. It's, lasted, it's a great, it was from Dick's Sporting Goods. It was a fitness gear. Nothing crazy. It's not a heavy duty rack. It's lasted this long. It's got the spot bars. So if you can start with a bench and some dumb, the adjustable dumbbells, the ones that go up to 50 pounds, the things that slide in and out, start with that and then get a, a rack. And, you know, you've got your barbell set up with that. If you have dumbbells and a rack, obviously a barbell with a rack, you can do just about anything. Mm -hmm. And then you can get the fun stuff, you know, periodically throughout. You know, we've got some cool specialty machines at this point. But as a parent, the number one thing that's going to kill your consistency is situations like this. And then you don't go to the gym for a month and it's that much harder to get back into your routine on top of the month that you just lost. So if you can, you know, eat out one less day per month and save a hundred bucks, a hundred bucks will get you. Well, two of those months will get you something decent, a couple dumbbells, um, but that'll get you at least a basic, basic bench. You can get a pretty cheap bench up to like, I don't know, 400 pounds you can use um, for like 120 bucks, at least the last time I looked. Anyway, figure it out, slowly start chipping away, buy a couple of things, and it's the best thing. It's the best investment you can make as a parent for yourself.
1: Our first home gym was in my parents garage that was <laughs> built in like i don't know early 1900s there's no there was no heat there was no insulation we were out there in the dead of winter lifting in there it was not fancy all my dad's stuff was around us we did have
0: that propane heater though
1: um the pro, even i think i i lifted in there without that before that occasionally um so that's where we started when we got our first duplex apartment we had a basement and we moved some stuff down there but it's it's never been what you see now that's not what we've always had we and that's
0: a garage like we don't park in the garage so we can have a gym
1: yeah and it's still not heated we use a little propane heater um so again make it work with what you have but there's going to be times where you cannot get to the gym because of your kids or because you are sick and there will still be things that you can do at home um so Highly recommend grabbing a couple pieces of equipment if you can. Look on Craigslist. Is, is Craigslist still a thing or is like Facebook Marketplace? I think that's done. Okay. <laughs> I just dated myself. Um, Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. There are so many things on there that you can... People are giving stuff away. I even Always saw somebody, somebody posted in our our small town Facebook group. Um, my son is looking for a barbell, Olympic barbell set. Does anybody have one? And like, this is a group where you're not selling things. Like people are giving stuff away for free, and they literally got an answer from a few people within an hour. That people just have it at home. When They're not using it. So. Don't be afraid to post in groups like that um, There are ways you can get equipment that you don't have to spend thousands of dollars so um, I just wanted to throw that in there because that question was coming up a lot I think people see us like they think we have it easy with the garage right there But you can have it easy for your life too
0: now, When they're taking a nap, they're watching a movie on the couch, run out mm-hmm. there for 20, 30, 40 minutes again the things that we build, they're not going to take you all day. So rather than driving to the gym, if you guys can figure that out, just some kind of setup in a room, in a garage, in your basement, whatever, game changer. Um, so let's kind of itemize what uh, what those specific things that we have been doing, because it, it's a direct correlation to uh, the last one, and we'll, we'll kind of build off of it. So when you are sick, what am I supposed to be doing? When you're sick or when the kids are sick, obviously some different variations you can play with with this, um, just in regards to lifting. Don't push through when you're truly sick. I think the rule of thumb is if it's from your head up, you can push through it. Anything below the neck, you got to wait until you're you're recovered. So feel it out. First week, first workout or two, ease back into it, um, but don't push it.
1: And so, there's nuance to that because you just said head up. You can kind of go through with it. But when you have a sinus infection, <laughs> I tried, I think I lifted like right when it was starting and I was like going upside down and doing some stuff like warming up and it made it so saying much do worse. Backflips. Well, I'm just saying, like, there are situations too, like don't take that take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, if use you your head, have a head sense. cold and you are really just you know you cannot push it in the gym, do not push it in the gym.
0: Yeah, so scale back from that. Only lift if you feel well enough to do so. Um if you wanna get in you're feeling okay, you're not sure how you're gonna respond to it, jump in there, do a couple sets at like an RPE of five, or maybe even four, just to get some blood flowing and you know, um, Test it out and see how you're going to feel the rest of that week. And I personally feel better when I'm with, if I can, it can aid in the recovery process for me personally. um, Obviously, lifting does a lot for overall health and there are some things related to muscular contractions that'll boost immunity. So, you know, again, finding that line, listening to your body, understanding what it's telling you. And if you can read that the right way, that's going to go a long way. So lift when you feel well enough to do so. If you don't feel well enough to lift and you can get yourself up and off the couch and moving. I still recommend getting outside for that walk, getting the fresh air, especially if you can do it first thing in the morning. Get that morning sunlight. Again, you've got immunity signals happening from that early light.
1: Even if you can't like physically go for a walk and you feel weak or whatever, you need to be by a bathroom. Just go sit on outside of your front door or your mm-hmm. back door and just let the sun be on your face. <laughs> like that's really it. Can be that simple. When
0: I'm, if I have to peel myself off the couch, like cause you can tell when you've been laying too long and things start getting worse. You know it sucks to get up, but it's obviously not helping you lay in there. Peel yourself off the couch, out of bed. Just sit down. I'll take my shoes off. I throw my feet in the dirt or in the grass or wherever. I connect to the earth, ground a little bit, and stare, stare right at the sun. So let that sun hit your face, um, and it, it helps. Even if it's only three or five minutes, where you get some relief, and then you're feeling like shit again. Like I always notice a benefit from that, whether it lasts the rest of the day or it is just that acute period. Uh, it's it's going back to the basics. It's you know you see all this shit online right now, this is a mini tangent, longevity, all these new tools, biohacking, we're not doing the simple things, we're not eating well, we're not moving our bodies, we're not lifting weights, and I'm saying these in a generality and as far as consistency is concerned, Um, you know, you don't need to go buy a $5,000 red light machine if you're not taking a morning walk, you know, there are these synthetic versions of the real things that we can do. You just jump right to the thing that's sexy and it's easy and it's convenient and I'm going to save so much time. You're throwing money out the window for a fraction of the benefits of just living a healthy lifestyle. Um, So tangent over. Um, Trying to circle back to what I was just building on.
1: You were just talking about getting outside and letting the sun be on your face if you can't walk. Um, So we're just continuing on our things that we do. Nutrition-wise, I think this is a big one this came up a lot too when I, whenever I share like pregnancy stuff um, this can apply like if you are in your first trimester and you are feeling absolutely terrible I would put that in the same class as like sickness because <laughs> it's it's fatigue, you're run down most of the time um, a lot of people get super sick and just in a general sense like when you can still keep your nutrition basic styled in it's going to help you feel better and there will be times where you don't necessarily want to eat the balanced meal or you want to eat the protein source. But for me, like for my first trimester this time, there were so many instances where I just wanted a bagel with cream cheese, but I knew if I could add some protein in that, it would make me feel better. So I did it. Was it the most enjoyable thing in the world? No, but I still did it. And I think there's a lot to be said for that. Like you're not always going to have – are you're not always going to want the things that will make you better, if that makes sense. Like uh, I'll go like... You know, I know what I'm trying to say? I
0: do, but at the same time, I feel like your body is very good at telling you what it needs and what it wants and what it's going to utilize most efficiently. So while a bagel with cream cheese may not be the perfect thing, your body might just be recognizing, hey, we're not ready to eat all these other things, but this is a fuel source for right now. Um, on the other side of the spectrum, obviously if you're craving Snickers and Skittles all day, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, nah,
1: I get, I get, mm. I get what? I don't agree with that. You
0: don't agree with it. Mm-mm. I get weird where I like, I'll crave blueberries. like who the fuck craves blueberries, but I'll crave blueberries or I'll crave like, I'm talking about whole foods for that's me personally. Fi- yeah,
1: That's a different, that's different. If your body's telling you
0: to eat some mac and cheese or a bagel with cream cheese while you're pregnant and you've been averse to many other things.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying yeah, yes. That's what I'm not I'm saying. saying don't eat because Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I'm but saying I'm,
0: Skittles version, we're gonna disregard that. But if your body is telling you, hey, eat this for right now because I'm gonna utilize this more efficiently right now. Yes. It's gonna serve to its extent. purpose. To I also
1: think that people can take that and we'll run with that.
0: I'm not I'm saying don't do that. I that's was that was the point of the Skittles example. Don't take that and run with it. Your body's craving Skittles and stickers. It's not telling you that. You're just craving sugar. And you but I also think
1: that. sometimes there will be times where you do have to just get it down. Like if I didn't just get down the protein I that agree. I ate in the first time, I'm not her, disagreeing with that. I would not have eaten protein at all. And that's kind of the trap that I fell into with my pregnancy with Kai. Like I kind of just. Took it and ran with, oh, I'm craving mac and cheese for dinner tonight. I'm going to eat that. And I didn't even try to add protein in it. So, like, I think there will be situations where you will have to force it a little Mm -hmm. bit. And that's okay. That's not necessarily going to hurt you. Um, And I think ultimately, for me at least, it did help me feel better when I did that. So, when I had the balanced meal versus just having a carb source, for example, I noticed i felt a lot more energized i just my digestion was better i felt better overall because i chose the balanced meal that's all i'm trying to say
0: i agree and i was just utilizing your example to build off of this tie-in and a better example is when you're sick and you're craving like an orange or some bell peppers randomly and your body's saying hey i need vitamin C." I want you to eat that. Yes. Your body is very good at telling you what it needs. (laughs) And if you listen to it, whether it is rest, whether it is training, whether it's going for a walk, whether it is specific foods, when you get into this lifestyle and you really start adapting to it and learning how to read biofeedback and listening to your body, it will tell you very specific strategies. And it's very smart at doing that and telling you, what was I was just listening to a podcast. They were talking about, it's almost like a an instinct even with certain animals like they'll eat this blade of grass instead of that blade of grass with like sheep herding or uh free right about it anyway your body will tell you what it needs specific to nutrition
1: uh, uh, but i will add one more thing i think it is also a skill to know what you like to know how to listen to your body because i think a lot of people still will way over consume sugar way over consume the processed foods and those are the things you're going to crave and those are the things you're going to crave um so until you what am i trying to say
0: well it's what i just said it's It's over time you're you're going to once you learn how to listen to your biofeedback that's what i was talking about that's what i said when you learn how to go through that you're going to be able to understand what your body's actually telling you so anyway tangent over again diving back into (laughs) recovery as so far as nutrition goes, you got to focus. It's not just eat what you want to eat. I know we, we went through a whole bunch of different things there. You have to focus on nutrients. So whether they are calorie dense or not, just getting things in that your body can use to fight those things off. And
1: Honestly, smoothies can be a lifesaver when absolutely. you're sick. We'll do smoothies with so much you in throw
0: there. in some pineapple, get the vitamin C in there. And then I'll throw in broccoli sprouts, spirulina, chlorella powder, a little turmeric. Um, that golden powder from whole foods, um, just getting things in your body can utilize
1: and and we give all those things to Kai,
0: give all those things to Kai. Obviously when we're in six season, like we talked about last, last episode, the chopped garlic is a non-negotiable if we're exposed, if we're coming down with something, if we're mid sickness, that, and honestly, broccoli sprouts, again, we talked about it last episode, but absolute game changer. Like I feel a difference
1: immediately. It's weird. Speaking of cravings, like I'll crave the raw garlic to like once I start You've Never said that before. I'm saying it now. Like I After the first day of taking it like we don't take it every single day We talked about this in the last episode too. Like it's you take it in phases as you need it Um or as you want it but like after the first day I notice I will like get the itch to like want the raw garlic um so, just an your example. Body of knows that your it's body working. Knows.
0: Yep, it's natural antibiotic, natural uh, antiviral, without wiping out all the good stuff. So it's it's great for uh, creating that balance, the balance of eliminating the bad stuff and maintaining the good bacteria. So um, where we are in a society of massively overusing antibiotics. Especially with kids, just so let's just take it because, and it's doing so much more harm. And that's why I, I, you know, we like the new pediatrician we're at. He's like, he doesn't do things just to do them.
1: He explains what like the mainstream way is, and then he'll explain his thought process mm-hmm. too. Um, why do it
0: if we don't need to? And I love that. It's like, yeah, you know what? The anti- people for years, you know, antibiotic won't hurt. You know, maybe it won't help if it's not the right thing, but it's not going to hurt. Well, now we know it does hurt and it hurts tremendously, especially in kids when you're wiping out their microbiome. Um, it's a hard thing to kind of build back up and then you're exposed down the road if you don't build it back up and that micronutri- that uh, microbiome diversity for long-term issues, um, autoimmune disorders, all these things, cardiovascular disease, all these types of inflammatory issues, your microbiome is very, very important. So again, cycling back, focus on nutrient-dense whole foods, even if they're not calorie-dense, get those things in. Um, there was somewhere else I wanted to go with that, and then I totally dropped it. Anywho, touched on training, touched on moving your body, touched on nutrition, rest and recovery. Obviously, you know, don't push it even outside of the gym. Just make sure you're getting enough sleep and, you know, you know, run around with the kids. You have to work if you have to work, especially if you have one of these ridiculous super viruses that last four months. You can't stay home the whole time, um, but getting them to bed. And then getting yourself ready to bed as early as you need to—that's something we're very good at as well. And almost to a, a uh, an overused extent, like we're—I'm preparing for bed at seven thirty now. <laughs> like, My
1: aura ring tells me that's the time we need to prepare for bed because we've gotten in the habit of doing that. So that's just like our norm, and honestly, it's fine. It's what works for us. in the season isn't going to be forever. When Kai has sports practices that go later, who the heck knows? But maybe we'll just. Uh, homeschooling and on our own compound by then anyway yeah
0: we'll be farmers we'll all be in bed by seven waking up at four (laughs) that'll be awesome um yeah so obviously rest sleep as much as you can that's if you're not sleeping you're not recovering and these stupid things are going to linger even a cold it's going to last twice as long if you're not sleeping so
1: and then managing stress too. I mm-hmm. think it is. It's stressful just knowing that you're sick and knowing people in your family are sick. Um, so just doing what you have to do to manage that, and whether that's meditation, whether that's having your uh, therapy session. I did a Zoom therapy session last week. Um, just having someone to talk it out with, lean on your friends. There are. We have a great group of parent friends who, you know, we got half of them are nurses. We le- we leaned on them a lot when Cora was sick. And it's really awesome just to have those people to talk to and mm-hmm. who have been there. So thank um, you for answering your phones. Yeah, you know who you are. Well,
0: um, on that thought, so I'm, I'm finishing up a book by Bio- the biology of belief. Um, Dr. Bruce Lipton. One of the concepts he discusses is our bodies either in growth mode or protection mode. And it's, there's some crossover, you can have parts of your body in growth while in protection, but primarily you're either focused on growth or you're focused on protection. So when stress levels are elevated, you're increasing those fight or flight responses and you are in protection mode. When that happens, you're taking away from the growth, which is overall wellness, you know, recovery and in, in being sick. So little things you don't expect to trigger that adrenal response, but you know, when you're stressed out, you're worried about this, you're worried about the kids, you're worried about your work project you are activating that protection mode and you are not allowing yourself to not only recover, but to thrive, to be happy, to be healthy, to reduce inflammation. We live in a state of constant stress and it doesn't feel like we're running from a lion, but we are constantly under this amount of stress and we are constantly building up inflammation because of that. So that is one of the things that we, you know, we're kind of sliding in in here at the end. One of the things you overlook is it's just a part of life. It's not, and it's something we do on a daily basis. It has become a non-negotiable for us for the, over the last couple of years in regards to mindfulness, to meditation, and just general uh, mental health practices. You have to train it just like you train your body, so don't overlook the concept of stress management.
1: Um, even just gratitude practice, Like mm-hmm. I know it's hard to be grateful when you're sick or be grateful when your kids are sick, but there is always something you can find to be grateful for even in those harder moments, so that. Alone helped me a lot. Like I, I just count my wins at the end of the day. Like what went well today, what what was a a positive check mark that I can check off. And there, when you sit and think about it, there are a lot. So and I think that just can contribute in a way that many don't really realize when you are stressed.
0: Specific to being sick, gratitude has been shown to be one of the best ways you can recover. Your body goes whether it isn't back, going back into that, that growth mode we were talking about. Being appreciative, being grateful, having that overall feeling and aura about you puts you back in the, uh, the mode parasympathetic nervous system taking over to allow you to heal. So we're going to wrap it up there. We're a little short on time today. Got to get that checked off. That was a good follow-up to uh, let's not get sick and then let's get sick for a month and then let's talk about it (laughs) Where can they find you?
1: I'm at alessandra skutnik.
0: I'm at josh skutnik.
1: Everything else you need is linked in the show notes